0: all right good morning everybody and happy new week um this morning we are joined by kylie captain over in a hotel in sydney because kylie is going to be getting ready for a massive book launch today at 5 p.m thank you so much kylie for coming on and um sharing with people who watch these lives about your story and your recently published mm-hmm. book I'm going to show you guys um, Kylie's book. I mean, I know she's got it there, but I've got it open here as well. But there she is. She's holding it up. But this is her book, A Dream Big and Imagine the What If. And um, pretty much that is what uh, the topic for discussion is. It's all about tapping into the power of dreams and the law of attraction and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so she's been doing amazing things. I mean, I've seen her already be interviewed and already get opportunities from becoming an author. So um,
1: thanks, Kylie. Um, how long was it since you were thinking about writing the book, you know, until you did it? Yeah, good morning, Nat. Firstly, thank you so much for having me today. Um, look, I've been wanting to write a book for a long time. Um, it's, been, it's just been a dream of mine. I think I said it about seven or eight years ago. Yeah, you know, once I say something, I'm just like a you know a dog with a bone. I really need to go for it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, look, I am in Sydney in a hotel room today. But as a proud uh, Gamilaroi woman, I'm a proud Aboriginal woman. I just really want to acknowledge as well that I'm dialing in from Gadigal Country today as well. I just want to acknowledge uh, the elders and the ancestors of this land, and also my old people as well, and just thank them firstly for their strength and resilience. Before we officially start off with our yarn, that's oh, really I am going to give your official introduction. I just wanted Excellent.
0: to say something So you're not uh-huh. you know, just listen. Thank you. I'm going to give you guys now the official introduction of who Kylie is. Um, And then we're going to get started into the the juicy content that she's got to it. And I hope I'm going to pronounce some of these things correctly. So Kylie Captain is a proud Aboriginal woman from Sydney. Her people are the... Gamilaroi country, did I say that right? In yes, Gamilaroi, <laughs> really close. A small country town um, called Walgett in uh, northwest New South Wales. So Kylie is a primary school teacher and an educational leader. She has an extensive experience presenting highly engaging professional learning for schools and Uh, at educational conferences, and she has recently started her dream big masterclass, which I'm guessing is connected to the book. Kylie is the president of the Aboriginal Studies Association and um, over the past 20 years has had an impressive career working in finance, community services and education. From Breaking the Cycle and Facing Fear to Use the Power of Education Visualization, Kylie's story believe you feeling inspired and motivated to take on life's uh, challenges. And she has published now her book. She's a bestseller. And uh, the book is Dream Big and Imagine the What If. All right. So let's get stuck into what all of, give us your background story, maybe your origin story where, where this culminated to become a book.
1: Yeah, so um, look, I feel like really, I feel like I've just lived many, many lives, Nat, to be honest, (laughs) I've experienced so many different things. As a 40 year old woman now, um, you know I just yeah I mean I grew up like I said in Sydney in Redfern and Waterloo and uh, you know like many Aboriginal families you know we had uh, you know experience you know just lots of um. we just did it tough you know and I think as time went on for me I just I was someone that just kept experiencing a lot of grief a lot of hurdles which obviously led me it's obviously a happy ending I've grown into a, a resilient woman but I think it's about those hurdles that have really I guess shaped me into who I am and some of the the things that I've learned from those things you know like For example, you know, like around grief, like I lost my birth mom when I was three, Um, you know, I lost a sister, a best friend. I've suffered from lots of different, uh, you know, uh, health conditions. I spent a lot of time in hospital growing up. I was absent a lot from school, Um, you know, just being in hospital with a chronic skin condition. Um, I kind of inherited my mum's heart condition as well. So I've had three heart surgeries. I've got an internal cardiac defibrillator. So I'm like a little energizer bunny. I've got like this electrical device that's there to uh, give me, you know, it's there to actually save my life and zap me back. But I look at it as a a bit of a a, a battery that's going to just keep me going. Um, and I think, you know, just uh, lots of things, you know, I became a single mum, sadly, uh, with, you know, when my kids were just seven and three, when their dad had passed away suddenly, um, you know, but I've, throughout lots of these hurdles, and I think that's just touching the surface, really, um, I've just refused to to give in to adversity, um, I've just been someone that's been a woman on a mission I didn't want my kids to grow up, you know, without just experience, you know, and just not having their, their, their best possible life because of the things that kept um, coming our way. I set it on a mission, you know, to buy my first home as a single mum back in 2009. Um, you know, I got a university degree while studying full time and raising my young kids. And I just started to think, well, if I can do that, then what else can I do? You know, and I've just gone on just to set goal after goal and going, well, like, and I have um, always believed in the law of attraction. I'd been, using Using it since I was a teenager, and I've got lots of different yarns and stories where I share those things in my book. Um, but I just, once I realized, I didn't actually know that it was a thing until about 2008. Um, but I just believe in the power of dreams. I live, believe in the power of manifesting, visualization, goal setting, journaling to, I guess, for us to actually decide where to, you know, with our path. So, anyway.
0: some of these things you've experienced in your life I wasn't even aware of I mean I was aware of a lot of it but yeah it's um it's just watching you just from the sidelines and the, the way you share and if someone watched you like and followed you you know that that guy she's got the perfect life you know what I mean like um you know you've got beautiful grown-up children now and you know you've got your husband
1: and um a beautiful house you guys building at the moment is that right yeah yeah. so we did we bought our dream house back in 2016 actually so we bought and sold a few times found the dream house bought that one and um had that one for about four years or so but a few little I don't know I, I'm a very in like I follow my intuition as well and my gut was like oh time to move on um, but you know we've we found a beautiful block of land and we are building the next dream house um and that one's doing it's yet yeah, to be built in a couple of months so we're in a rental at the moment yeah um, yeah it's not too far away so that's going to be very exciting and these are some of the things you know, like for me growing up in housing commission you know like Um, I didn't think that home ownership or these opportunities, you know, I've traveled the world, I've done all these things. I didn't think that it was that those opportunities were for people like me. I always thought that it was for rich white people growing up, you know, or people that were born into a lot of money. And, you know, um, both myself and my husband now, you know, he's Maori. We sort of grew up, you know, we see similar backgrounds, but we just together, we work hard, um, you know, to, and we want to be role models, not only for our family, but for our wider communities, anyone knowing that, you know, that these opportunities are available to all and we can go and set goals and dream big and um, and imagine the what if. That what if uh, really is about what if, uh, you know, I could get that deadly job. You know, I use the word deadly. I use a lot of Aboriginal English. You get yeah. that amazing job. Um, you know, what if things could turn out right despite all these crappy things that keep happening to me? What if, what if? Because often when bad things happen, our minds are always, we turn to fear, you know, and that fear often stops us from moving forward. Um, because we're scared you know Um, but there are lots of things that I've tried and implemented I'm not saying you know in my book that I've you know nailed it all obviously I'm human we all have our own challenges but what I do know is that there's a hell of a lot of good stuff that I've used um, and I just wanted to share that with other people.
0: Well I think you've earned the right because I mean after you shared what, what you have gone through and how you've been raised and how you grew up and all that sort of stuff you need a hell of a lot of resilience and um, I guess self-talk that would get you through all of those things. So maybe can you talk to me a little bit about that? How does a person? What do you say to yourself? You know about you know when
1: shit hits the fan? I call it. You know, yeah, and it always happens so many times. Yeah. So I've um, you know followed the, the late Louise Hay as well. You know, and okay. that that positive uh, affirmations. And even this morning, yep. you know, I'm having my book launch today. That fear always sets in. It's like, who do you think you are writing a book and You know, you've always got that. I've always always felt like I was the dumbest kid growing up. You know, I had lots of learning difficulties. And so you always got this fear, you know, that comes in and go, who do you think you are? But for me, I do use a lot of positive affirmations. I think that, you know, we can't rely on others. Sometimes we blame others and go, well, because I was born into this or because I don't have this other person or people telling us, you know. But I guess we, we just have to do it ourselves. Like this morning, I had to get up and look in the mirror and go, you know what, Kylie, you're good enough, you're smart enough and you can do this, you know what I mean? So Louise Hay, I learned her favourite one um, that, that resonated with me many, many years ago was I'm good enough, I'm smart enough and people like me. And I thought, oh, that's, that's quite nice. I have always been like a likeable person. Um, I have to tell myself that I'm good enough because of my own background and not ever feeling like I was good enough. Um, and also being smart as well, you know, like, um, like I said, I did have lots of learning difficulties, never, ever thought in a million years that I become a teacher. Um, you write a book. <laughs> absolutely, that's right. But it really was a teacher that made a difference for me. Hence the reason why I decided to go into education. She told me, for, you know, that I was smart, um, you know, and it was more about just the words like she, it was the way that she made me feel. Um, and I'll never ever forget that. And I think as educators and parents, you know that old saying, you know, like people will forget what you taught them or whatever it might be, but they'll never forget how you made the how they made you feel. So for me, as a 15 year old, and I'm really owning my story now. I was actually heavily addicted to drugs, heading down a really negative path, as well as all the other stuff. Um, I was heavily involved in shoplifting and stealing. I was I was honestly on a path to so probably either ended up in jail or dead. Um, all the drug dealers in my community knew me and this is stuff like people see me as a highly functional professional now and but I'm like do you know what I'm 40 now but as a 15 year old as a 14 year old it wasn't my story and often we we think we give up on those kids you know Um, so I just it doesn't matter how defining moment was that absolutely the teacher said to you Yeah, no, it changed my life. They they hooked me up, my school hooked me up with work experience at the Department of Aboriginal Affairs. They knew that I was a proud Aboriginal girl, loved my culture, you know, growing up within my Aboriginal community. They did a few things, you know, they hooked me up with my, with my work experience. because um, mm-hmm. in my community, I didn't know that Aboriginal people can go on and have, you know, careers in corporate space. I didn't know because I wasn't exposed to it, you know. And they took away the barriers. They gave me a $50 voucher to go buy some deadly clothes so I could go in there looking really flash. They gave me a bus pass to get in there because I knew that, you know, money you know, they, they want to take away the barriers anyway. I walked into that building and I still remember it's like this twilight zone moment. I walked in, I'm like, <gasps> And I just, I was just overcome And So that was one of those law of attraction moments. You know, I just, I was meant to be there for a week for the first time ever I went for the entire week. Um, you know, I, a receptionist had fallen ill and I was just doing amazing. And they called my school and said, she's doing amazing. Can we have her for another week? Anyway, the guy there at the time, um, Gary Ella, his name was, he said, you know what, you could work here one day, go back and get your HSC. You can be deadly like this as well. And I actually did that. I listened, I went back, was the first in my family to get my HSC. And I'd always dreamt about working there. Many, many years later, probably three years after that, I was back to smoking drugs, not doing anything. I get a random phone call from a job agency going, we've got a a traineeship, are you interested? And I'm just like rolling the eyes going, yeah, yeah, not interested, want to go back to sleep. And then they go, it's actually at the Department of Aboriginal Affairs. So I flew up out of bed, I'm like, oh my God, so my life was back on track and Linda Burney, um, who's a really, you know, popular Aboriginal, um, you know, well-known, uh, par- you know, she's in parliament now. She was there at the time and she interviewed me, gave me the job on the spot. Um, and then from there, I guess life just started to take place. And I always give gratitude for that moment and many other moments, but the few little things that my school did made a big difference. And as an educator, um, that's the message that I always give to everyone.
0: Yeah that's beautiful. I I love that uh, you know there's always shifts like you know where people where we've come from and who said something and how they made you feel that can really transform you know if you listen <laughs> you know if the penny drops in that moment and it's and it's the right moment. Did you do uh, so you were a primary school teacher
1: you did that for a little while and um yeah yeah so I, I graduated from you know I worked for the last 20 years or so I've worked with in like a community service. So working for like, you know, supporting really vulnerable families, um, had a career in St George Bank for six years wow. um, always knowing that you know I needed to get back into education I actually went to study straight from school but back yeah. then everything was just too expensive I didn't have the right environment so I slowly there was a connection with the, the community service agency in, in, in education so I managed to come back into education and whilst I was there working as an Aboriginal student Lee, as an officer I was able to then go and to get my degree whilst working and raising my kids and yeah I went and taught for a little while and then I was um, you know had the opportunity to come into a leadership position um, now I actually lead uh, my, my, uh, work, my team so yeah. uh, I, I lead one of 10 Aboriginal education teams across New South Wales and our job now is to support schools on their improvement journey so I run lots of professional learning for teachers around how do they get the best out of our Aboriginal students and what works for our Aboriginal students works for all students yeah. it's just relationships you know seeing those kids when they walk in the door telling them they're smart, telling them they're deadly, but obviously around the curriculum as well. And uh, there's a big shift now about, you know, everyone really learning our history, um, you know, our shared history, not just from that white perspective, um, but, you know, really, uh, I guess, the truth about our country as well. And I'm really passionate about that. I share a lot of those yarns in my book because I I just want want to unpack a lot of those judgments and the stereotypes. And yes, a lot of our history is sad um, and it's, you know, it's horrible. Um, but I think as a society, we've decided to sweep a lot of it under the rug, not, not me personally and not you, but just in general. Um, so I think that slowly, slowly we'll get there in the future and I'm fortunate that that's, that's my job now and I love that it. That is your job. Your, your job is to educate
0: and bring awareness and share all your yarns and all the things that, you know, you kind of go, because people don't know what they don't know. And it is through thought leadership, which is what you're doing. You're a thought leader now You know, you've written your book, you're writing. Tell me about the
1: Dream um, dream Big Masterclass.
0: What's that all about?
1: So I, I love to yarn, I love to help people, I love to support people. So basically I've just created and I, I did a, like a pilot one really and I think I had over 50 people register wow. on a Saturday morning from 10 till 12, um, really just talking, sharing about my story but all the things, you know, just to help anyone generate a lot of conversation, get people talking um, and just really understanding. I really unpacked the law of attraction um, about that visualization a lot of people think that i'm womba crazy um you know what I mean? Like, if you don't know about it you know and i remember one of my my friend actually uh my friend zia um she goes kylie you can't think yourself out of shitty situations and i'm like i, I that's what i've done i really have yeah um, just closed my eyes Visualize the life that I want, you know, and I believe, you know, that the people, circumstances, and events will always come come my way. And for any, any that's how the law of attraction works. So, um, you know, I, I really want to, I want everyone to know that, you know, it's no secret, you know. And I, I guess one of my favorite books and documentary is The Secret. um yeah. And I that a lot throughout my book, actually. But I just want people to know that because I believe, and that's what the law of attraction states. If you're thinking negative and you're fearful, you're going to continue to attract that stuff into your life. However, yeah, if we can change it up and maybe anticipate good things coming or attract. And I honestly, I get myself into the zone where I'm, I bring myself to tears sometimes just celebrating the success. I remember when I, went, I bought my dream house in 2016, I would park at the front of that house because it was like a miracle. I needed this, it was a long story, but I needed a miracle to get this house. I would park at the front day and night um visualize my family living there see myself taking out the bins putting in my key but so you my, hadn't bought it yet i didn't even bought it i was trying you to, to yeah. yeah 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 three weeks to didn't even have any finance approved it was going to auction i just knew that when i walked in it was number 21 which has our wedding date had all these pictures and cushions everywhere that were saying you know if you dream big enough anything can come true and it just i knew it had to be mine um so we were i was a woman on a mission just to make the unachievable um bring it to reality. But I knew I had to do the work. But at the same time, I used the law of attraction. I wrote my name with with the new address on it. Time and time again, I actually sat there and I would cry just visualizing the happy moment when we got the keys. And yeah. it was amazing. Um, and we did it. You know, we've done lots and lots of other things. And I don't know. I just I, people I don't know. Who knows? People think I'm crazy, but I don't I don't really care.
0: <laughs> I love it. I don't think you are because I do very similar things. Um, what you call what if, I call it my I wonder game. I wonder, rather than I wish and I hope, I wonder if this could happen and, and kind of make the picture in your mind. I think it is really possible to not trick our minds but bypass those the negative things if we persist towards the things that don't say what you don't want or how do, hard done everything you know is by your life you know and um uh, focus and picture and write out as you say you wrote out your i love some of those tips so give us a, another two or three juicy little tips of stories maybe of when you brought the law of attraction into i guess manifesting
1: for you what, what did you do so you gave us tips if, if anyone wants to buy a house <laughs> go from oh, yeah, the house I mean, good, good health. I just, I actually, my brain is so accustomed now just to use it every single yeah. day. Like the minute yeah. I wake up, the first thing I do is say thank you. I just give gratitude. so much yeah. gratitude Sorry. Sorry. every little thing in my life. You know, I, I'm so thankful, you know, that my kids are healthy, my family are healthy. Um, you know, I turn on the tap and I've got, you know, clean drinking water. I always mm-hmm. just give gratitude for everything. So yeah. that's how I start and finish my day every day. Yeah um i've always journaled and um you would have it's on my website now of so i've created a journal yeah, I'll, I'll share the i can share my screen I put oh, your website
0: yeah. up because um kylie ran out she gave, gave them away and she'll have them tonight at the book launch but she developed this amazing dream big journal this is a website guys kyliecaptain.com.au and this is where you can get her book and um and that's the journal and it's beautifully illustrated you had um Uh, Talk to me about the maybe the illustrations and then what the journal's about.
1: Yeah, so the illustrations. So I connected with a local uh, Aboriginal man, Dharawal man, Michael Farden. Um, Mm -hmm. He's actually designed my book cover as well. So Mm -hmm. big shout out to Michael. Um, You know, I just he's he's amazing. So I just wanted him just to. I didn't want any stock images. I want like I've been buying those journals for years. You know, off Mm -hmm. all the different websites and things like that. So I thought I wanted to create one. For my own so all the images and beautiful aboriginal art is all sort of hand drawn by by mark michael and i actually got uh, one of the other uh, ladies who i met at our retreat actually mm-hmm. sharon weston she actually did the layout for me because as we got talk, talking she's a designer or yeah. so i just got michael to do the art I came up with all of the quotes, some of my favorite quotes. I've got writing prompts that I've created in there. So things around gratitude, short-term goals, long-term goals. I also list things like, you know, around who are the people that you aspire to be, you know what I mean? Rub shoulders with them and um, and thinking about some of those barriers as well. I really encourage anyone to really think about the barriers because so that you can have the solutions ready for when those barriers, you know, come your way. Um, I have like a bit of a call to action, you know, like, um, you know, a a plan or a dream is only a wish unless you have a plan, you know, so um, to write it out. And I also have a prompt in there as well to fast forward. So using the law of attraction, let's fast forward and actually give thanks to the universe or whoever, higher power, whatever you believe in for actually attracting, whatever it might be. So whether it's even just buying a car, quitting smoking, getting a job, whatever it might be, but writing it out and just giving thanks. And then the rest of it's basically just an opportunity for anyone to journal. I really encourage journaling because often we're up in our head all the time, you know, and we, I, I've, I've been journaling probably since I had my little light bulb moment at a 17-year-old. Um, yes. I used journaling, you know. I was a, I was a young mum. I became a mum at nineteen, mm-hmm. where a lot of people would have thought, "Oh, here we go," you know. Like she's not actually going to achieve anything, but I, I've just been on a mission to prove people wrong as well because um, that's just how I roll, and I want everyone to know that it doesn't matter. We can, we can, we have the power to do whatever we set our, you know, whatever it is that we set our minds to. So I'm really proud of the journal. I only just got them off the printer on Friday. Like I said, I did have a couple color of color inside as well, just so you guys know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All color. Um, yeah, I really love it, so I'm excited. So yeah, they'll they'll got plenty of them. So yeah. um, that'll be at my launch tonight, and um, yeah, they're available on my website.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well done, and what a beautiful little combo because everything that people are going to read in the book, then you're kind of this is your training. You know, it's almost like a little training. Ma- the journal on the things well if you want to achieve the things that i've been able to you know kind of manifest and overcome in my life you've got to practice do the practices and build the new habits because i think it's also about as you say you wake up and i do the same thing first thing in the morning last thing as i go off to sleep just give thanks for the various different things that we're blessed with you know because there's always something we can be grateful for and always even simple things as you say we've got clean water in our taps and things like that yeah beautiful so talk to me about the process of writing the book I know you and I met before you turned 40 and you said I want to be an author by the time I'm 40 and then kind of we had a six months you know kind of not talking to each other and
1: then you you, it was just before your 40th birthday this year wasn't it earlier I think it was on on my birthday actually I think that's when I officially signed up yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, you
0: contacted me a, big, big, a week out and, and you said, Matt, nah, this is still on my mind, I'm about to turn 40 <laughs> and all that. And I think, yes, you submitted your application form on the 40th Um, yeah. and then you came to the May retreat. Yes. And then when was you booking your
1: hands about four weeks three or four
0: no nine. yeah
1: no I've had it for a little yeah I think I've had it I got it about October end of yeah. October nice. Yeah. nice
0: beautiful so tell me about the process because Kylie's already on uh, in the works of preparing to write her second book next year at the May retreat she's giving herself exactly 12 months between retreats so tell me a little bit about the process and then maybe if you want to give people a teaser of what book two is going to be about
1: Yeah. So look, I mean, I had, like I said, I've been wanting to write for years, you know, so I had lots of little stories. I think by the time I came to retreat, I think I had about 15, 20,000 words, but I just, I wasn't consistent with it. You know, I'd kind of be really, and it it was kind of like my ancestors and just being, you know, just being nudged all the time to, to, to write, you know, so I just, I needed the structure that you gave me that, um, you know, I'd, I'd get motivated for a few weeks, and then I wouldn't do it for a few months. So I just knew that if I kept on with that pace, it was never going to happen. I stumbled across, you know, just scrolling on social media, came across one of your little ads, come along to the half day seminar, thought, Ooh, maybe that's meant to be that's, you know, I look at these things like signs, you know, maybe it's a law of attraction, I'm attracting what I need. And I was really inspired on the day. I uh, really, really loved it. But I wanted to think about it as well because I'm like, oh, it's a big commitment. Can I really do it? Like financially and obviously because I have a very busy job. Um, so I'm, I, I sat with it for a while. You know, I think, like you said, I think I sat with it for about, I don't know, four to six months. And then it just, because uh, I've always said that I'm going to write my book by the time I'm 40. And then it was, it was like a week out, like you said, from my birthday. I'm like, oh, the book. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway and it was like i had a really good chat with my family and it was it was my gift to myself on my 40th birthday to actually sign up um i kind of you know even when you said oh if you do the may retreat you'll probably have your book by october november i was like really like that freaked me out a bit because i'm just like oh my god are you for real so i guess i was just once i did that i was a woman on a mission i knew that I, i needed to have my book by the time i turned 41 which is in February. Um, and I think, you know, COVID really did, um, you know, whilst we were all in lockdown, um, normally I, my daughter dances as well. She's a dancer. So she, I'm normally driving her all over Sydney when I'm, you know, she's not at school yeah. and I just use that time. So I'd switch off from work, um, you know, get into my writing, uh, read and yeah it just I can't believe it actually like I actually can't believe That's it <laughs> like it's not a 12, book yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 12 chapters. there's a couple of photos in there um I I honestly I just cried when I first got my first book yeah I just I can't I couldn't stop doing this just like oh my god Is that- but it was, <laughs> it was a great process I think what we did was the structure hmm. and I love the recipe for success because at the May retreat, I actually had to put it out there, which scared the crap out of me. Like, I had to tell my family and friends, you know, that, Remorse. oh my God. <laughs> and honestly, I was so scared. Um, and I called my cousin, Bramwen, that's telling me to do this. I need- you know, and anyway, I did it, and I knew that because a few people. I think within the first couple of days, I think I had about a hundred people that that bought that book. Resolved, yeah. Um, there was no way letting them down. Oh man! So anyway, it all worked out, and um, yeah. I just can't believe. It. I don't see myself as an author, as a writer. I, I'm I'm someone that likes to tell a few yarns, and I feel like the message. I feel like I was meant to write my story. You know, I just feel yeah. like a few key messages, and if if it can help just one person, it'll be all worth it. I have been a bit scared, especially once uh, people started getting their hard copies, and we did the Kindle two a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was so scared, going, "Oh my!" Like that fear, fear of judgment, fear of failure, fear of success. And I talk about that in my book, and I actually had to go and go to the page, go, "Oh my god!" When I talk about fear, and I had to go and just sit and read it and remember yeah. why I started, because um, yeah, it's a scary thing. But I'm not feeling good today.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you should because you're gonna be inspiring so many people, and you're gonna help so many, you know, through the process. And I've seen I've seen how many people have got your book and are already enjoying the, the the yarns and everything that you share throughout it. And I don't I don't know I don't see, I've written 14 books, but I still don't think of myself as an author. I just it's just sharing information or strategies or part of my story in various books. And if they can help other people, you know, and give them, I guess shortcuts to not take as long as say it took me and all that kind of stuff. I mean that that was the whole purpose of doing the program that you did, you know, is so you don't have to, as you said, wait around for years or figure out, you know, you know, stop, start, stop, start. There's accountability, there's deadlines, there's a pre-launch, there's all of the systems and structures that, you know, are there to avoid anyone dropping off.
1: Yeah. Yes. I and love that. Well, book number two, I have no idea, Nat. No idea. I've always thought, yeah, I always said that it was maybe going to be like a self-help book for teenagers. Mm. Really, I've always, I think that 15, you know, that teenagers need a bit of guidance. So I thought, you know, this book is like a three-in-one. It's educational it's like it's my narrative and then it turns into like a self help book you know where i talk about yeah. courage and journaling yeah. and all that sort of stuff so i'll obviously choose one topic for the next one yeah so i just think i think it'll drop i uh, last night i was sitting
0: there watching a show and i actually think i've got my next idea for my next book <laughs> and i think it's something like um what i thought business would be like <laughs> you know like you know kind of going through all of the things of what like false things that i used to think you uh, would happen as a business owner and things like that so I think often when I've had my subsequent book ideas it's just a moment where I'm not actually thinking about what should I write about it's a moment when I'm like either watching a show or like just like kind of all of a sudden this idea just blows flies yeah, in I know, I know I, it will come yeah i noticed that you've got a bit of time now
1: absolutely um, uh, yeah, I'm not even know. worried I know it's going to come so it'll it'll come whether it's to whatever it will be, I just know that. And that's just putting it out there to the universe as well. And <laughs> you
0: need to be writing more. You've got so many people you need to inspire and so many people you need to educate on all of the things we've just talked about today and, um, and just keep spreading the message because the point is, is for all of us to uh, lift up and raise and evolve, you know, to, to, that, that, you know, to the version of what, who you are becoming and you're continuing to evolve as well. I love that. So thank you so much. Uh, I wish you every success to this afternoon uh, or tonight. Uh, from 5 o'clock in Sydney, um, Kylie's hosting her book launch and I can't wait to see the photos and the videos and all that kind of stuff. And please go get her book. Show me your book again. Um, yeah, dream big and imagine the what if. And it's very simple, kyliecaptain.com.au, all spelt normal, <laughs> no, no funny spellings there. Go visit the website. I'm sure if you get it off Kylie, she'll even sign it for you um, and send it out. And um, and
1: what was what would be your parting quote with us, Kylie? Oh, just to never, never, never stop dreaming. You know what I mean. And I just, I just to, to never give up. You know, there's always going to be hurdles as well, um, but see them as a redirection. Um, sometimes everything's not going to turn out and go to plan. Know that we're always, I believe that we're always being guided, and there's always a lesson to be learned as well. So, um, yeah, just look at those obstacles as you know, um, as as important parts to learn and grow. So, um, but just to keep moving forward and uh, dream big and imagine the what if (laughs) that's a beautiful point
0: to finish up on. So, have an amazing and guys, go and smash it out. Bye.